Segovia Show. Hey everyone, it's Andres, and I'm coming at you with a reaction video. I've never done one of these, at least not like this, I think. Uh, and this one's real estate thing. So uh, if that's not your kind of thing, then by all means, don't uh, don't watch. But if you want to be educated on some of the things that I do and what I've been warning about, this is one of the videos that highlights those said things. Because I, I knew that I follow uh, PragerU uh, on YouTube. Um, I'm at their website here, and I'll be leaving a link to the website and the video in the video description down below. Um, and also a post of this on my own website, www.theandrewsegovia.com, because I've been talking a lot about uh, the housing affordability crisis here in California, how it's affected the rest of the country and and said effects of that and what's led to the economic crisis that we have in the housing shortage. There's just so many different X factors that go into this. I even talked a little bit about this in one of my previous episodes on my main program on the podcast. So this happens to come out around the same time that I'm publishing a lot of these different things. So I was looking forward to this digital short premiere, and it did. I watched it already. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's comprehensive as much as it can, but it barely. This is barely skin deep. It's there's a lot more to this, but it's, some, it's still something like of an introduction to those that. Uh, don't know about the migration issue we have in California. That's definitely worthwhile to check it. Um, I I just want to react to this with you and give some commentary as we watch along. So let us see here. This is fleeing California. Let's see if I can zoom in a little more for y'all. Yeah, I can zoom in a little more. Okay. All right. Let's watch. This is California. Smoggy. While this state is known for its glitz and glamour, it is also home to some of the highest real estate prices, highest taxes, highest homelessness population, and highest number of business regulations. In many parts of the state, you've got tent cities, crime is out of control, schools are the bottom percentile. Mm -hmm. There are people who are dying on our streets. The estimate is that 1,000 people will die on the streets of Los Angeles. Um, the the intro is tough enough as it is. Um, I, I've actually served at some of the uh, the homeless missions there in downtown Los Angeles. Um, just the most infamous one is called Skid Row. Uh, one of the missions that I've that I was a part of there was uh, the Fred Jordan mission. There's also the Union Rescue mission, the Salvation Army is there too. Uh, but the Fred Jordan mission, I've assisted on numerous times there. Uh, In and Out was a proud sponsor on some of those times that I was there to so be able to hand out burgers to people that could just. That was that was their five star um, dining. Um, the streets are, are, are dangerous. I had friends that have been threatened there by different types because you you'll, you'll find a bunch of different people out on the streets there. But um, it's only gotten worse since, and it's it's very sad and in, in a way uh, shocking that it's gotten this bad and hepatitis outbreak in the past. But this is the kind of stuff that's not being covered on the media. Uh, some of those security footage that, that you've seen of uh, violence on the streets. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not talked about, uh, which is unfortunate because there's, there's a lot of criminality. And California, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court of California said to the police that they can't do anything about it, basically. Um, even when uh, you have vagrants uh, assaulting and harassing customers outside businesses in, in like this. All of this, combined with an extremely high cost of living, is forcing residents and businesses to leave the state at record numbers. 
I'll tell you, Californians, when they move to Texas, they're shocked. Their standard of living goes up 40 to 50 percent overnight. Is Texas the new California? The rivalry between Texas and California. The largest number of people relocating to Texas are coming from California. I'll weigh in on that after this video, okay? And many of us are leaving not only California, but other liberal states for a better lifestyle for our, for our children. Failed liberal policies are just simply encouraging the situation. People just saying, we can't put up with this anymore. You just can't live like this. California and Texas both have large amounts of land, plenty of natural resources, minority-majority populations, and are home to some of the country's biggest corporations. These similarities, matched with their glaring policy differences, makes them perfect for comparison. Over half of Californians are thinking of leaving the state, and the biggest reason why is the sky-high cost of living. The cost of living in California is somewhere between 40 and 50 percent higher than it is in Texas. Houston, you can get a three-bedroom house for a couple hundred thousand dollars with a backyard. You can, you can, your kids can play. You can throw a ball with your kids in the backyard. You can have a good school. Try doing that in California. The state and local governments are doing things to restrict the development of new housing units in the free market. And they do this through restrictions on building. They do this through things like rent control, which, which disincentivizes the creation of new rental units. And a set of disastrous policies have contributed to, um, uh, to keeping housing costs fastly growing. And on top of that, uh, if you missed out on my um, news roundup, uh, for January, I was talking about the first um, homeless or housing for homeless was finally opened in Los Angeles. This is three years after the city passed a measure by the with the voters um, voting for it in support of it to approve the funding and building of these of these housing complexes. Not only did uh, did the city that demanded this be done and was uh, and was uh, approved by the voters, not only did they, did they delay it, but then their own regulations made the construction costs double. So instead of using the same amount of money to build, say, twice as many units, it cost twice as much to build the initial amount of units they were hoping for, and it was delayed three years. How did that help the homeless in that time? Cost of energy is higher. The cost of gasoline and transportation. Oh, yeah. Everything costs more in California. $5 gas, yeah. Extensive environmental regulations have also sharply raised the energy costs in California, where they are 50% higher than the national average. Over 1 million Californians live in what is officially defined as energy poverty. It's very hard on a middle-class income to live in this state. Many of them who were born and raised in this state are realizing that it's become unaffordable, and that's heartbreaking. Rents cost more than mortgages in some places. Would you pay for to live in something like that? I know where these streets are. The left spends a lot of time and energy talking about income inequality and ways to fix it. But ironically, California, the great progressive experiment, ranks fourth in the list of states with the highest level of income inequality and second in the nation for the fastest growing income inequality. According to the Census Bureau's Supplemental Poverty Measure, California has the highest poverty rate in the country, with one in five Californians living below the poverty line. California has always had 
the nation's highest poverty rate. And proportionately, it's about 30% higher than it is in Texas. And a third of the people on, on assistance in the nation are in California. So how is California handling the growing poverty rate in their state? California spends more than Texas, Arizona, South Dakota, North Dakota, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, Oregon, Idaho, Hawaii, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, New Mexico, and Montana on welfare annually combined. State and local governments have spent a gargantuan amount of money, oftentimes wastefully overlapping each other. Yet the incredible spending has not alleviated one of California's most vexing problems. In fact, it seems to have made it worse. That's why I said that these policies need to be uh, need to be uh, either revamped or repealed. The very policies that are intended to help alleviate, address, or eliminate the problems are the ones that actually made them worse. So if they don't work, why are we going to throw more money at it? Homelessness has taken over California, with the problem developing into a state of emergency. The governor said as much in a state of the state address in February. And although homelessness is dropping nationwide, California, with 12% of the population, houses 49% of the nation's homeless. One of the issues that I face living here is the fear of the homeless epidemic because a lot of these homeless individuals, they're drug addicts, some are sex offenders, and that's become a huge problem. There are people defecating on the street right in front of my apartment. We have syringes there, and we have a lot of issues in California that are seem to be blinded to, um, you know, this, the policies that come out of here, and I don't think the rest of the nation really understands what's happening in California. And we see this not only here, not only in Skid Row, but from San Diego all the way on up to Sacramento, San Francisco, every city is being impacted by this. If California were a country, it would have the fifth largest GDP in the world. California's economic engine is driven by its overshared size of technology giants and small to mid-sized businesses. Because of Californians' hard work and ingenuity, they've been able to create this economic behemoth. Yet this state is trying to slay this golden goose with suffocating business regulations. Over the last 10 years, over 15,000 businesses have fled the state, and the pace is accelerating. While Apple, Google, Facebook, and the other tech giants get talked about the most, it is California's small businesses that are the lifeblood of the state's economy. Companies with less than 100 employees make up 98% of all businesses in the state and employ nearly 40% of its workforce. These businesses are what make California the economic powerhouse that it is. Yeah, and that's just the problem. Like, uh, there was this uh, story that really impacted me of uh, this hairdresser out in Sacramento that she was leaving for Texas because she was just tired of having to show up every morning to her shop knowing that someone had broken in Someone had made a, had wrecked everything inside. There were syringes all over the place. Or in some instances, besides the cleanup, that there would be uh, um, one, one of the homeless outside harassing customers, trying to come in, or while they're inside, defecating or peeing on, on the windows at the front. And she would call the police, and the police can't do anything about it. I mean, what can you do? Who's compensating her for, for all the burglaries, for all the vandalism? Um, for all the lost clientele that don't want to come in, she still have she still has the overhead to pay. 
you know, she's got employees to pay, but if she can't make the money, what then? Just like this gentleman mentions in his pizza company. I haven't made a profit in five years, and some of the servers here can make between forty and fifty thousand dollars a year because I have to pay them minimum wage and they get tips and I end up with nothing. And that's for a that's for a part-time job. It's it's what is called in the business first phase economics, right? Because it's an emotional choice to feel good about giving the employee more money. Never looking at the second phase and what it does to business and how it causes this domino effect of, okay, I have to now let somebody go, right? I have to raise my prices in, in the restaurant. It's, it's a lose-lose for everybody. While California embodies the progressive wing of U.S. politics and government's central roles in people's lives, Texas represents a deeply contrasting political ideology and has followed a very different path. The state's focus on individual liberty and personal responsibility stems from its frontier identity and its decade of self-determination as the Republic of Texas. It has voted Republican in every presidential election over the past 36 years. It is difficult to think of a resonant issue being debated today that doesn't find Texas and California on opposite sides of the debate. Texas is all about freedom. That, that, that's really the spirit of Texas. Texas is a, a, a state where, where anybody can start with nothing uh, and achieve anything. If you look at the U.S. Census Bureau's interstate migration data, you'll see that the greatest number of people leaving California go to Texas. There are lots and lots of jobs. The economy is growing. There's prosperity. Wages are going up. Low taxes, low regulations, free enterprise. In Texas, we like jobs. I said all of us, I said even the Democrats like jobs. They don't know how to get them, but they like them. In direct contrast to California, one of the great draws into Texas is the affordable cost of living. And you see that, for example, with a rent for a two-bedroom apartment in San Francisco versus Dallas. It's more than three times more expensive in San Francisco. California, a gallon of gas is nearly four bucks a gallon. Five. Texas, a gallon of gas is just over $2 a gallon. You want to talk about making a difference. Now listen, if you're a tech billionaire, you don't care about $4 a gallon gas. Your SUV goes to your private jet, you fill it up, and, it, and it's all funny money to you. But how about to a school teacher? People who move to Texas are shocked at their dramatic increase in buying power when you couple low cost of living with Texans keeping more of their take-home pay. California has the highest taxes, 13.3%, top marginal tax rate in California, 13.3%. You know what it is in Texas? Zero. Not only are individuals coming to Texas, but so are businesses, and they're coming by the thousands. We met with one of those small business owners who came to Texas, fleeing California's oppressive anti-business environment, bringing with him jobs, capital, and an auto restoration business that over the course of its life grew tenfold in size. Living in California for 35 years with your business, did you see radical changes happening in that state that made it harder for you to keep your business open? There were tremendous changes, yeah. Um, particularly with the regulating body called the Bureau of Auto Repair. That agency, I think, got power-hungry to the point where individuals would throw businesses like mine under the bus. 
um, to try to please customer complaints, no matter how small they were, um, to, to uh, further their own careers. Is there uh, a Bureau of Auto Repair in Texas? No Bureau of Auto Repair in Texas. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Do you feel like it's easier to, to live out your dream here in Texas than it is in California? Oh, it's not, it's not even close. Yeah, absolutely. And Texas is a great economy, and it's, it's so easy to, to be in business. Way more um, freer here in regards to less restrictions, red tape. So I was in the auto repair business in California. It required city, city fees. It required uh, state fees, environmental fees. You know, you had all that overhead to, to start with on your shoulders. And, and then all those regulating bodies to please. Whereas here, you could just be, you could just immediately open up. You know, that kind of reminds me, um, years ago, uh, I, I got a salvage car. It was, a, it was an Infiniti. And uh, I had a friend in, in Houston. Um, he worked in body shop and auto repair and all that. And he told me, hey, man, look, 850 bucks will get you this Infiniti and I'll fix it up for you. It'll be way cheaper when it's all said and done than buying it brand new. Like, well, how many miles did it have when it was crashed? I'm like, oh, it was very low mileage. It was just, it just happened to be totaled, but it's supposedly salvageable. And okay, fine. So I went for it, but it's in Houston, and it, he, that's where the my my friend found it. So anyway, they got that vehicle um, up to stuff. So then I had to fly out to Houston one way to then pick up the car and drive it back. So being a California resident, I had to bring it back and I had to go through all the checks before I could even get to DMV so they could uh, approve it. So I forget how many different tests I had to do, but there was like a light and something test, uh, of course, an environmental test, smog check and all that stuff. And uh, the car was the car passed. Uh, and that's because the, the car was actually built for the california market it was crashed here then eventually shipped out to a junkard in texas so i had an easier time bringing it in versus someone else that uh, tried to bring in a car from out of state and was turned down i guess it's the bureau of auto repairs when you think of texas industry you think of oil and beef but the reality is, Texas has as many Fortune 500 companies based there as California and has an incredibly robust high-tech and startup sector. Texas innovates, and when it comes to high-tech, you look at Austin, for example, where high-tech companies are moving in like crazy, venture capital companies are moving in like crazy, and hopefully you have hundreds or thousands of small businesses being formed to take on the next big business and the next big business, and it's that creative destruction that drives the economy forward, that innovates. That's what creates opportunities. That's where new jobs come from. That's why young people are moving to Texas, because Texas is where the jobs are. Texas is where you can make a future and, 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 and provide for your family. Now, that, that's true. Um, I'm wearing headphones, so I think I hear a phone ringing. Let it ring. It's after hours anyway. <laughs> so this, um, what is being made mention here about the people having left Texas, then I mentioned there's a migration issue. Five million, six hundred thousand of those moved to Texas. Um, I don't know. I think I think more have might have moved to Texas, and I'll explain why in a bit. But the thing is, with uh, um, with people having left. From Texas, 10 years ago. This is from thehill.com. I'll even link, leave a link to that article in the, link, the description down below. The 
10 years ago was the first time in the history of California joining the United States that it did not gain a seat in the House of Representatives. House of Representatives, are, the, the seats are broken up based on the population. So that means the population didn't grow to the extent that they did not earn a seat for the first time. Hence the census. And there's a very real danger that in this census, California will lose a seat. So that means more people are leaving California. Landlords for sure have fled. Companies, as as Ted Cruz was mentioning, even, even the stats here were saying they're moving over there. That's been going on for quite a while. And I'll wrap up a little bit of that after this video because it's almost done. Let's finish it. As the cost of living is increasing and the quality of life is decreasing, you're seeing a lot of Californians flee to Texas, flee to Florida, flee to Tennessee, flee to Montana and elsewhere. Nobody wants to just hand over their money. Nobody wants to give up so much of that, that money that they've earned to the government. I want to be able to sell as much as I can to make the most amount of profit that I can, that I can hire more people and open up a second place, right? But sometimes I don't think I don't think I would open a second place here. Maybe that would be in a in a different state. The divergent paths that these two states have taken are purely a result of the political choices that they have made. The disastrous results of California's progressive ideology stand in stark contrast to the Lone Star State's conservative policies that have led to the Texas miracle. Thank you for watching this video. PragerU is conducting a nationwide survey to help us better understand the issues that matter to you. For example, would you consider moving out of your state because of its current policies? Let us know your thoughts. Your input will really help us out. We appreciate your support. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, um, if you want to share this video with anybody else, I'll be leaving a link to this in the video description down below. Okay. So let me bring my ugly mug uh, up to the front, okay? So the over the past 10, 15 years, uh, because I've been involved in different aspects of the real estate industry, construction, investment, property management, um, uh, the sell side, you could say. I've seen the banks consolidate and then move out. And almost everyone that was closing up shop here were moving out to Texas. They were landing mostly in Dallas at the time. They've expanded to Austin. And when I started going over there, I have most of my family from my mom's side is in Texas anyway, so I would go see them. When I went over there, um, I would travel out to an area called Plano. Plano was literally plain. And then all of a sudden, I saw this thing expanding like crazy. I'm like, wow, since when does this become a metropolitan area? It was, a, it was like more of a suburbs and a lot of literal plain land. And now it was like, dude, it, you could almost think it was Dallas if you didn't know any better. That's how crazy it was getting. I went to a a coaching event um, uh, from Tom Ferry. Oh, there, I just plugged in Tom Ferry. Uh, it's out there, and I did have an enjoyable time, made good relationships out there. But it was like, where, where where's where's Plano? You know, so I went to go visit. I saw, I'm like, wow, this thing's really transformed. It's a lot of building. And then I went a few years thereafter. I'm like, holy smokes, I don't even recognize what it was before. It was just expanding so much. So yeah, it was a great landing spot. And even in my uh, my, my monthly um, news roundup, I, I jokingly have a segment that's called Texas is Better Than You, right? For those of you that follow my show, you probably know that already. Because my goodness, it's still the best place to go for business. 
that the reason I have a hard time believing 600,000 have moved to Texas, which I believe the number is actually a lot higher, is because Texas is now turning into a purple state. And the Texans are not exactly happy of us showing up there. The Cali showing up have been destroying some of the local policies in the area. That's why Beto O'Rourke had a very close um, Senate race uh, against uh, Senator Ted Cruz that was being interviewed here. So the the people that are living from here are sometimes taking the bad habits they learn here to texas and thinking they can influence over there because it's kind of a culture clash for them and for the metropolitan areas like the the, the main suburbs and cities like uh, dallas austin maybe even san antonio some of these places like my last visit to austin which was just over a year ago holy smokes i thought it was like as left-wing as it gets in fact uh Stephen Crowder, for those that are familiar with Louder with Crowder, Stephen Crowder does a lot of his Change My Mind segments out of Austin. So all those confrontations from leftists are in Texas. Gives you something to think about. You know, it's the, the dynamic and the culture is changing a lot. And a, a lot of the native Texans are not happy about that. They have their own native issues they got to deal with. And then people that have come with come from California with whatever issues they've carried from here are commingling the issues that matter to Texans the most. So we'll see where this goes because um, it's really going to make, even recently I've been seeing in the news uh, that uh, Texas might be an up for grabs kind of state, kind of like Iowa is sometimes or Ohio and even sometimes Florida where in the elections it could swing one way or another. So something to really keep a close eye upon. But this is something that I, I really recommend um, so I, I may mention in uh, my my episode about housing affordability that three reasons why people move out of the out of the state. Um, one of them, like they said, they're priced out of here, they're taxed out of here, which is basically the same thing, and uh, they're politically kicked out of here because if you're not a progressive, you're not welcome. Literally, literally, I've, I've been assaulted multiple times because I do not agree with progressive ideologies. There you go. But anyway, this is a pretty good summary. It's a pretty good, I guess, uh, starting point to have a discussion about these things because the policies here haven't been working. They aren't working, so why throw more money at them? we got to revisit these. But because we have the most progressive state uh, government in the entire country, they keep trying to lead us down the path of failed policies. So unfor- that's unfortunate, but hopefully those things will change soon because the people of California are, are getting fed up with this kind of stuff, as was realized in the primary of this year. Okay, guys, that's it for this one. Um, if you'd like reaction videos, let me know. Want to follow my stuff? Go to www.dandrosegova.com. Sign up to my podcast. That's where I do everything. My off the record series is the stuff that I can't post on YouTube and I can't even put on my host for my podcast because either one of them will silence me. So I host personally the off the record segment you can only find on my website that is available for now for free for those of you that want to see what kind of content I'm generating. So check that out there. And for those of you that are looking for real estate resources, I've also left a link to that, which is www.segoviares.com, where you can see anything I've talked about real estate how you can look into probably getting a mortgage and stuff like that and how you can set up a consultation with yours truly if you're in the areas of los angeles and orange county california all right that's it for this video thank you so much and i'll see you in the next